folks, to episode 157 of the Morgan Official Corpse Feed Podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, what's up, man? How's it going? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. We have a busy week, a busy week full of just nonsense to get through. <laughs> so uh, so let's get started with the coming attractions. Uh, Netflix recently showed off a whole bunch of stuff they got coming. There's like this Gal Gadot movie. Like, uh, I forget. It's like Heart of Stone. Heart of Stone. Stone Heart or Which, something like that. by the way, like... That. like- have you seen the trailer for that thing? It, it looks yeah. I, I thought it was. It I looks thought it was fun. Like Red Notice. I, I, yeah. I thought it was like another franchise or whatever. It looks but. fun, but it's like if you're this highly intelligent, like you know, operative agency, undercover operative agency, like everything runs off this like heart of stone piece of technology. Apparently, like everything runs off that. Yeah, like that's the battery it, with all the it's information. So like. Yeah, that's definitely another Netflix. Like, here's a movie you're gonna watch once and then never think it's about like, again. Here you go. This will fill up, you know, a couple hours in your August schedule. <laughs> yes. So, but the one I wanted to highlight the most. Uh, so this one called They Clone Tyrone, which I hope isn't like that because it it looks different. It looks like, different. It, it, it looks yeah, interesting. Right? It looks very A twenty four ish. It looks very theatrical, to be honest with you, in terms of yeah. just the kind of story it is. Um, it looks good. Um, it has Jamie Fox in it. I'm not a fan of his um but it it does have mr boyega i am a fan of his um it's got and uh, it, tiana it, paris in it yes who, uh, who's coming out of the marvels again this year yes like, that's right that's she, where she's yeah. from like where's you from again yeah yeah, so. yeah she's she's the new i forget what her name is in these movie or in this wandavision or whatever but like yeah it, you're right it's got the kind of crew that like it looks like it's theatrical right like yeah in, in terms of yes Yes, uh, uh, even the story looks a bit more highbrow than anything uh, that Netflix would kind of push out these days, especially over the summertime. Um, right. It looks good. I am hoping that it is good. I am hoping the story follows through. It looks fun. It's very sci-fi-ish, so I'm down for it. And like you said before, like the quality, just the quality alone um, stands out because it looks different, as Tex mentioned. And I can only say that that's the only best way to describe it um, because I'm a little confused as to the, the timeline of things. It looks like it's 70s, but then Boyega's character isn't dressed like anybody else that he's hanging out with. Um, so I am curious as to when everything goes down. I'm curious as to how uh, that whole story gets um, introduced. It looks like fun. Uh, Boyega's character discovers this clone of himself. So Yeah, it, it looks very like... You know, it's got some black exploitation stuff in it. It's got some like, oh, you know, the the mind control is in like the in the the grape like in the grape drink or whatever they said it was, <laughs> like the chicken and stuff like that. It, like it, it looks like it's got all those ideas. And uh, I'm, you know, what it's got me interested. Definitely got me more interested than the Gal Gadot one, right? And you yeah, know, agreed. Agreed, one thousand so, percent. Yeah, so anything anything is better on Netflix when it's like not like a generic action movie thing. Like remember the Gray Man? Remember uh oh, I was trying to throw out another one. We'll actually talk about one today. That's just well, you know, we'll save that. Let's leave yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that hanging, conversation right? for a little later. But uh but so secondly, in this coming attractions, kind of uh, we'll, we're actually getting a review in here. So I didn't get to see this one, so I'm definitely curious to see how it turned out. Uh, the Blackening, Arturo. Yes, uh, I'm here. So let's yeah, <laughs> let's let's lead into the Blackening. Uh, first off, uh, pay for it, wait for it, or stay away from it. All right, uh, me personally, um, for me, it's a stay away from it. Um, okay, just because I was I wasn't a fan of it all at all. Uh, it. It kind of, in retrospect, reminds me of a better version of a an attempt at one of those uh, horror satires, like uh, um, a scary movie. You know, right? Um, so yeah. it was going in it, it. It was in that same vein. Um, okay. Just to put it off the bat, I don't like those kinds of movies. Yeah, you don't I, at yeah. all. At all, I wouldn't. Um, only reason I would watch one is to kind of talk about it with you guys here. Um, I was walk. I thought I was walking into something a bit more serious in tone, um, a bit more darker in tone. You know, um, okay. a bit more taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Because even you know, even scary movie. Well, you know what? That's the thing. Like scary movie had had these 
but it had the horror in it, right? Like you look at you look at part two, or uh, I think it was part two. Like I think the the scene that people highlight the most is the skeleton part, where Brenda's like, "Oh man, I hope, let's get that white woman before you know, yeah. don't let her come all the way here." And then Cindy's <laughs> running towards her, and she's like, "Damn it, she saw me and stuff like like." It used those horror tropes well t- for the comedy. And, you know, I was hoping just off of trailers and stuff that the blackening would do the same, but it, it doesn't sound like it. Again, like I'm putting it out there because, um, like Rotten Tomatoes has given this thing like an 86%, um, mm, which is okay. like the complete opposite of what I gave it. Like I gave it a four. So I gave it half okay. of that entirely. And it's a shame too because the cast itself, the actual actors, right? They were good. Like, given given their roles right it's like hey so and so this is your role right play it to your fullest okay. and the actors and actresses did do that so i do have to say it off the bat it's not um i didn't like it because of the the actors and the actresses i thought they actually did a pretty damn good job w- w- with what they were given and and actually helped me stay a little bit more in this movie um oh, yeah so i liked i liked the actors and actresses I thought they did a good job with their stereotypical roles. Um, The roles weren't crazily developed. It was very, like, the roles were very simple, you know, Um, too simple, I feel. Um, I feel that they could have gone a little bit more complex with these characters because the actors showed range and they showed that that they can pull off, you know, scared, you know, frightened, uh, happy, you know, elated, all that kind of stuff. So it's honestly a detriment that the story and the characters are so simple that it it does an injustice to the people in the movie, you know, the the entire cast, in my opinion. Um, You haven't seen this, so you could have a completely different take on it, Tex. But like in terms of um, in terms of the technicality of movie making here, right? So the actors were good. They did a good job with the very little body count they had there. Right. Um, um, And they did have practical effects, which I thought was also pretty cool and helped the movie out as well. So so like whatever kills there were, there were practical. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that was actually a pretty good touch being that the body count actually is very minimal here. Um, In total, you'll probably get three, Four kills, maybe. Um, you know, that's not bad because yeah, two of them the off whole... screen, I think. But then, like, y- you get four on screen kills, I think, something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's good because you know the whole thing about you know it being a parody is that you know the the black folks die. And, you know, the, like the whole, uh, what was it? The tagline for the movie was they can't all die first. Which yeah, they can't all sounds die first. To me, yeah. Which sounds to me like a much better title than The Blackening. But, you know, I, you I think so too. Uh, the Blackening is based off the, the board game they find in this cabin. Um, okay. I don't want to spoil the story, um, but it becomes very clear that something's off. The minute you see the whole cast of characters, you're like, this one over here doesn't look like, you know, one of these things doesn't look like the other kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, So like off the bat, I was like, this motherfucker's guilty. Like you're guilty. You're done. Like I know where this is going. So, Um, yeah. So is it, is it like a parody? Is it like, no, it's not a parody. Um, uh, It's um, it does. It has its own very simple story. Um, You know, friends get uh, um, brought back to the, uh, to this cabin and they don't know why they're supposed to be celebrating this uh, Juneteenth party. Um, but then shit happens and things go awry. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, again, it's a very simple story that, uh, you know, people will automatically start questioning, you know, certain, you know, decisions made about the characters because it's like, Hey, this is very obvious. I was like, why is this person even here? So it becomes very obvious who the you know who the foil is especially as we know from uh you know from scream if there's no dead body on screen you know chances are that person's still alive you know yeah that sucks because you know uh, i mean i guess i should have figured something was amiss when like you know it when it's being written by the same people who did like barbershop or directed that movie girls trip and stuff like that it's very like comedy focused movies yeah and so I was like, oh, they're doing a horror. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I, I thought it was more comedy with, you know, they had some horror ideas, but I, I thought it, it full, it swung full into parody, but no, it doesn't not. like, like it tries not to do that. Like it has okay. too much respect for its own 
um, so it t- self. So it takes itself seriously yes, in yeah, terms like, of like it's this its is own a, contained, a horror story. Yes, okay, exactly. Okay. It's its own contained story. It's not like you're not getting a bunch of like a different like Easter eggs here. You know, like maybe in terms okay. of storytelling and little lines here and there. But it's not like you're going to see Ghostface come out of the woods or, you know, Michael Myers hiding there. It, it's not like that at all. Um, it's just like. So it sounds like it's just like meta characters, like like yes. in Scream, that are they they are yes. aware of like because, horror yeah, movies. Exactly, okay. exactly. Okay, perfectly put. Exactly. So um, you have these characters that are just like that, and they're very aware of horror and all that stuff, and like, oh, we're not gonna split up, and so like it it does play into that, um, but it is its own, you know, its own identity, you know, like it okay, it, it has its own thing. But that being said, um, they did seem to wanna lean more towards the comedy stuff like i wish they would have challenged themselves as writer as writers a little bit more to be like hey let's see what we can do on this side of the fence because we don't hang out there and the comedy that we did get to me like it it falls flat most of it like some of it does land in some in some really cool parts like there was this um they were uh like they were gathered and they were like um, talking about, I think the star spangled banner or something like that. And then one of them brought up the, the O'Reilly auto parts jingle, how that's more part of America than uh, the nice. star spangled banner. And then like, they all just sang it together. Like, Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, and I'm O'Reilly's. like, that yeah. works. It, that really worked, but you don't get a lot of that, man. You don't get a lot okay. of that. Um, but you do, the, the the little comedy that I liked was actually impactful. It, it actually hit the mark. And it worked within the frame of the story. It wasn't like they were trying to go for a gimmick all the time. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, w- with that being said, it is it is more watchable than those scary, like, you know, than the scary movie parodies we got back in, you know, in, in the day. For me, it was more watchable than that because if it was one of those, I'd be I'd be tapping out the first thing. I'm like, I'm good off this. But um, okay. I feel, like I said before, um, I feel that the, the characters felt a little bit more like caricatures instead of like real people because of how they wrote them, you know? And it's a right. shame because okay. when the characters do start clicking that little bit, the actors, you know, do justice to that, you know? And that's why I'm like, damn, I wish that they would have actually given them shit to do, you know? You, <laughs> and given like, them more like, like better material heft. overall. Yes, right? exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, they each had their little kind of, um, you know, victories and their little kind of spotlights here and there. But I really feel that the cast itself was ready to do a lot more, you know? Um, right. And, and they clicked okay. well, you know, and they clicked well, but then like the writing was so basic, man. That's the problem that I had. It was ah, so basic okay. that like, okay. it's like, yo, you're not challenging anybody, you know, on top of that, it got, dude, one of my biggest, like, you know, gripes is that it's just, it's very boring. Like you're, you're pushing a comedy horror and it's neither funny or scary. So, you know, you got to find a middle ground here and the middle ground was boring, (laughs) you know? Um, so, okay. um, Yeah. That's, that's tough. Yeah, you know, and, and so that makes that that makes that Rotten Tomato score a little more suspect. That's why I'm you know, like, yeah, like I have a tendency to look at the Rotten Tomato score after I watch the movie, um, because back in the day, like everyone, you know, back in the day, it used lived to and died by Rotten Tomatoes, right? bro. Yeah, like it, it used to mean something. Now, now, like now, like studios are like going, oh, audience score, and now like people at home are like going, well, who cares what the critics are saying anyway? Yes, it's exactly. the audience score. So like that doesn't mean anything anymore. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, as you and I, as critics, like we, you know, or people who like to like to critique things for the buddies at home, and surely, you know, buddies listening at home too like to do this. It's like, well, I want to see what the consensus is. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's not, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, I think we've talked about this before, right? Where it's like, it's not a fully like, you know, live, you know, like you said, it used to be live or die, but now it's like, you know, it, individually, you're not going to look at a movie score and be like, oh, well, I'm not going to see that because it's like a the critics rated it like a 60-something yeah. or whatever. But usually it's like, oh, so that's the consensus. 
And you and I, we like to, same thing as you, we like to see where we fit in terms of that consensus. And in this case, you're like the complete opposite of where everybody else the is The complete sitting. opposite. Yeah, the complete yeah. opposite. Um, but those, I'm not yeah. the only one because I went through the letterbox and I, I saw some people also giving it, a, you know, two out of, you know, uh, five stars and stuff like that. So where they also fell in, in, in the same line, I was like, hey, it wasn't really that funny. It wasn't really that scary. When they did, when they did have their moments to really kind of you know grind down that like horror thing in the movie mm -hmm. they kind of half-ass it a little bit in my opinion oh, um that's a shame. yeah it okay. is a shame because it because like oh they had the practical there um you had some of the writing there you had some of the elements there um the overall ending and stuff it wasn't my cup of tea i'm not gonna spoil that for people because it seemed like people did enjoy this movie so i won't even uh, you know get into the true spoiler of it all but it's it's gonna be you know how rating a horror movie as in a scary rating is very subjective, right? It's the same thing right. with this one, right? Because yeah, some people will find it funnier than I found yeah. it funny, you know? Yeah. Some people will think that, um, you know, the scary slasher moments are actually good and very well done. They're not terrible, by the way. They're not terrible. But, like, for others, it'll be more impactful and it'll work more. So th this is that kind of movie. Um, for me, it didn't hit at all um like i said i just thought it was boring and too long it runs for like 90 minutes and i still felt it was too long the middle um the middle of the movie the second act there before you get into the crazy um you know third act of the movie it really drags because they split up and then they start you know like you start exploring a little bit more of these characters but it's like hey you guys aren't interesting but they, enough they don't really have they don't have anything there to explore yeah yeah okay. exactly it's like you yeah. know they because it's like a reunion of friends so really all that's explored is they're really like little friendship kind of you know their relationship status and how you know they right. you know, came apart how they've been doing and stuff so and that's you, that's not inherently interesting no it really like. isn't it really and isn't especially so, when somebody's you know you know after you pretty much trying to kill yeah, you so and yes and so that like you said it lines up when we were talking about you know scary and whether or not that's a good criticism because it's not you know it's like we were talking about with evil dead uh evil dead rise yeah exactly like you we're not going to be like, oh, you know, oh, it's not scary or, oh, it's not funny because the those are too subjective. Yes, you know, exactly. It's like, like you're saying here, it's those are too subjective to defend. Mm -hmm. Like you can't you can't back up evidence like you don't have evidence for something, whether or not it's scary, because what if you, you know, there's a kill here that you're like, yeah, that was kind of fine. And then you show to somebody and they're like, oh my God. You know, so, you know, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely. That's I a totally, great point. Exactly. totally get it. Yeah. 1000% get it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, folks, um, that being said, go out there, go watch the blackening if you want. Um, some people will find it funny some people will find it maybe refreshing in terms of the horror genre, having some, you know, a lightheartedness out there. But, um, now folks, it's time for our future presentation. Uh, and we're back, folks. And now it's time for our feature presentation. We got a twofer for them again uh, this time, Tex. Yes. Um, yes. Like I said, we are stocked up this summer with a lot of cool content. And uh, today's show is uh, is no less. Um, the first up in our feature presentation is Extraction 2, brought to you by the one and only streaming giant Netflix with yes. Thor himself, Mr. Christopher Hemsworth. Um, Tyler Tyler Rake is back. Tyler please. Rake is back and alive. Um, what do you think about this, Tex? Is this uh, um, you can't really say um, a pay for it because it's Netflix, right? But like, you know, uh, you know, watch it okay. or stay away from it. You're gonna watch. You're gonna so, stay away from it. Yeah. So you know, yes, right. It's the <laughs> wait for it or stay away from it. Uh, but yo, know, it's it's kind of I'm kind of sitting where you were with Transformers. We were talking about Transformers: Rise of the Beast, yeah. mm -hmm. where like. If Netflix did one of those, you know, sometimes they do special screenings for yes, their they movies. Do. They they put them in theaters for like a week or two, like with Glass Onion, I think they did the last time and stuff like that. Like if they did that with this one, I'd want to go see it in a theater, you know, just just because, you know, uh, there's like a I, I I didn't time it, but people are saying it's like twenty something minutes of like a, of just one fight scene, uh, where it's like just a continuous shot, one fight scene or one action scene or whatever. Yeah, the, uh, I, the and the prison probably right. Yeah, the the prison break yeah. right, and so 
I'd want to see that in theaters, but maybe not the rest of the movie. Yeah. So where I'm where I'm at right now is watch it if you saw the first one and you know what you're getting into. Because yeah. that's the thing. It's Extraction 2, you know, it is an action movie. It does what it does well. And it doesn't do much beyond that. Like, you know, don't don't go in expecting like, you know, just no, it's like, um, what was the best example? Uh, John Wick, you know, John Wick oh, chapter yeah. four, you know, we, we saw John Wick chapter four and we're like, you know what? This is just a John Wick movie. But the fact that it was done so well, we're like, all right, you're good at what you do. And it's the same with extraction too. It's good at what it does. And, uh, that's where I sit with it. Like if you, if you knew, if you know what you're getting into and you like that first, so watch the second one, of course. But if not, then you're fine. You know, you know, it's, it's another, like, just like we were joking about with Gal Gadot, this is another Netflix movie, I'm, like we saw. Probably won't think about it again until Extraction 3 comes along. Yeah. Um, and there will be a third one, uh, based off the they, ending they of the did second confirm, one. Yeah, they did confirm that, uh, Netflix is making another Tyler Rake movie. So we yes. are getting Extraction um, 3. Uh, I, I liked Extraction 2. Um, I thought it was a little too long. Um, yeah. And, like, like it's funny because, like, you could have ended the movie in the first hour. I would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, right? right. Like, I, after yeah. the, like, after the prison break and after the train thing. You're that like, was the whole movie. I'm yeah, cool. I'm good. Was... Because, and, and then yes. this little fuck Sandro steps in, right? You know, and, and calls his uncle. And then we get a whole other hour. Which is like, oh, yeah. Sandro, what'd you do to me, man? I, I, I was fine. Um, that being said, though, like um, that that act three, man, that ending is was awesome. Like that that whole final sequence in Austria and the um in the tower and you know the skyscraper going up and down and the roof, the fight scene at the end and stuff like that was dope. That was really good. But there's a really big lull in the movie, man. Oh, that like dude, kind yeah. of like completely like sucks out all the wind in the room right because like it, and it, it's funny too because within that you get some character development for rake and stuff like that you, you know you, you find out he he has he had a kid who died of cancer which is very sad he had an ex-wife and then nick didn't know about that and so you have all this character stuff which is like all right cool but the, the character rake himself doesn't really seem to like like hold emotional things you know you know too hard yeah. so like it's like okay yeah. we're, we're caring so much here he's doing this as pretty much as like a he's just doing his ex-wife a favor here it's like yo he just so happened it just so happens to be a blood relative he's like yo i just gotta do this you know my it's, it's, yeah, my, it's, it's my sister-in-law pretty much you know extraction two has the same problem as the first one where tyler rake's kind of the least interesting part of the story yeah you know yeah. we we have we have other characters here that are even the even the villains are like yeah. much more interesting the than villains him. are super interesting i was invested in that zurab guy since yeah since you saw him feeding pigs and, and you know i was like oh this guy's interesting and very like he's very hard he the you know? first he gets the first kill in the movie too oh. with like the the pitchfork with the pitch and it's fork. like yo yeah Yep. Yo, and so uh, one of the things we always talk about in this uh, on our show, buddies, is that you know, you know, one of my one of my favorite things is movies is I love clocking when you get a first kill, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it tells you what kind of movie you're in. Usually, sometimes you get like Boogeyman, and you get a you get like a kid death. You early get a dead on. baby like, yeah. right off the bat, and then nothing yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> sometimes you're set up for disappointment, but here you get a pitchfork kill like nine minutes in, and uh, then that's when I texted you, Arturo. Uh, and I was like, yeah, we're, we're in for a good one. And I was like nine minutes. Yeah, but that kill, was it. But that good. was nine minutes in, right? You, you, you didn't experience the other hour and what? 51 minutes, right? <laughs> yes. And so, so getting back to that, Arturo, it's like, uh, when, when that action scene starts, right? It's 20 minutes of pure action, whatever. Like it felt long. I, that's what's like, I didn't clock it, but it felt like. Oh. And, yeah, dude, that and, was the whole first act of the movie, pretty much. Yeah, man, you can and so, you can say. Yeah, and so when it was over, I feel the same way. Where I was like, "Damn, that was a good movie," and then it kept going. <laughs> yes. Right? And yo, so I was looking at the. Yo, it's funny because I texted you right when I looked at. The time, I'm like, "Damn, I got an hour left, bro!" And that yeah, was so yeah. done already. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it's like we got a a, a two and a two point five crammed into one. You know, that's and what it was. That's what it was. I think I think that's the big issue. Like ultimately, with the way it's set up, right? Because it's like you can't the movie can't be 
like high octane the entire time. But that first action sequence is so damn long that like either do the entire movie high octane, right? Either pull a hardcore Henry and just do like 90 minutes of this one scene or don't. You know, and so when it ends, it's just like, okay, we get the story, we get the character stuff, we get that punk kid, you know, ratting, like, doing punk kid stuff, you know, and yeah, I know, and, you know, spoilers for that, but, like, that's how you get the setup for the second half, like, and then you get to the second action scene in the movie. And it's annoying, too, man, because it's, like, it was a, it's... It's unnecessary stuff because the movie and the story could just end it like with a, a cool little rescue. Like this is extraction two. We're extracting this person. Done. The yes, person extracted. Yeah. The government got involved. You know, we put them in a safe house. Done. Sandra's got to yes. live with it. He's got his mom's got to deal with that kind of emotional trauma and shit. Done. Do, do that kind of stuff in extraction three, right? Like do do like a, oh he he ratted him out. Like leave us on a cliffhanger for part three, right? Like do the because uh, when he's like. The part in the movie where he's like, "Oh, what did you do?" and he sees the helicopters coming. Yo, yeah. Imagine, imagine the screen like a fast X screen cutting to black. Yes, and I you're know. Like, and then you're like, "Come back for Extraction 3. I'd be like, "All right, it, let's do it." Because it felt appropriate there to just kind of like end it. Like it just felt like it, so much just to drag it on. And you knew off the bat this is gonna be trouble. You knew, you knew when he was in in the fucking prison cell that he was gonna be, you know, the, the one to like interfere with everything. Yeah, I knew it yeah. the minute he when the minute his uh his dad was talking mad shit to his to his mom that piece of I mean, a piece of garbage that guy right like first of all having his family in the prison like that it's like wild, wild so wild setup already wild right? setup like, yeah yeah and like this whole thing of like uh it, so to me it made no sense so when the kid like does you know does his thing and betrays the mom whatever i'm like yo yeah, she's right. She like he was keeping you in a prison, like, and he's like, "Oh, well, so so the gangs wouldn't kill us." And I'm like, "What are you talking yeah, about?" Th- so listen, when he said, "Oh yeah, maybe Dad's right. Maybe I have to, you know, live, uh, you know, harder," and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, get, get out, I'm, dude. The minute he said that, I'm like, "He's gonna be a problem the rest of the movie. You better yeah, leave him alone. I leave guess- him. Leave him there." I guess it's supposed to be like a parallel to what we get from the villains of like the main guy. We get like his flashback of like living with his, what was it? His younger brother. His and younger they had brother their and abu- his dad. Yeah. Yeah. They had their abusive upbringing Jeez. and like, and all that stuff. And he's like, you know, and he's gotten messed up in the head because of it, you know, just driven by violence. And like, I guess it's what's supposed to be the counter to all that, you know? And all the while Tyler Rake is like, do like, we're learning more about Tyler Rake, and at the same time, you're right. Like, I'm like, yo, I kind of want to know more about everybody else. It, it's it's the same thing. Where yeah. I'm like, uh, Tyler Rake's the least interesting. But part then of it's this. it's He's wild though, because unlike part one, like in this one, this is clearly written to be his movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the one yeah. clearly being written to be uh, like as the protagonist, as the one we have to follow, and his story, like it's like he has this connection to this mission, but like. He's not really driven by anything else, you know? Um, right. He's like, we get this, like, moment of of him and his wife finally having that conversation at the end when he's, in, you know, in prison. And um, you finally find out, like, hey, like, what exactly went down? Because it seems like the entire time it's it, it's portrayed like he walked out on his family, you know? But it, it, right. it shows that, hey, his kid had, you know, terminal cancer um, and he just couldn't take it because he couldn't fix it he couldn't he couldn't be the hero that he's used to being right so he, right. he just walked away from that so like having he that just at, kept throwing himself into work yes exactly yeah. so like there is a very good you know angle that you can go there you know what i mean but when you as you mentioned when you have the first action sequence in the entire flick be like 20 minutes and then try and give us this emotional stuff it's like you know, I'm like, damn, dude, like, can I get some more action, please? You know, like, yeah, um, you know what? That's be- what it is. Because man. it's because it's like you're giving me this action stuff. And I know what's coming because the story, unfortunately, got predictable because of the kid Sandro. Um, yeah. So like, OK, I know what's coming. Let's continue the action. Like the minute they got into the the minute they got into the Austrian building there where they thought they were safe. 
they should have been red flagged automatically that, hey, a call went out to freaking to Georgia, you know, by this phone. Who called? They're like, like, hey, is anybody tracking this stuff? He, he, he took freaking Yaz's satellite phone on the plane. No one realized that either. So there's plot holes here that, that kind of add up and make the that lull in the movie very difficult to watch because it's like, hey, we wouldn't even be in this situation for a matter of just dumb like dumb shit you had to write in the movie to continue this thing to act three you know yeah like like these professionals had to act on un- make make mistakes for a little bit you know and- but it was but it was like security mistakes too it wasn't just like yeah. hey i missed the target when it came to the action and the actual mission stuff they were awesome like yaz and nick yeah. were on point like right where they where they were so where they were so on point that they were making jokes right yeah. they were they were throwing jokes at one another of like oh you know uh, what was it? Was that fast enough for you? Yeah, stuff exactly. Like that, while right? killing like, people left and right. Yeah, you know what I mean, while yeah, like in this heavy so stress like, situation. Um, yeah. So, like, when we get those, you know, those down moments of, especially, there's a lot of moments between the mother and, and Sandro, which is like, ah, you know, because at the end, you know, it's funny because at the end of the movie, it's like, okay, you saved them, but there was, it was really nothing resolved or wrapped up there. You know, it's like, okay, you got yeah, they arrested. Kinda, and, they they kind of get saved and then that's it. That's yeah, the last we see yeah, them for which the makes final it, minutes. Which, which yeah. makes our point of having this be an hour extraction movie even more of a, of a solid thing, right? Because if you give us that prison thing and that train sequence, I think that's fucking enough, honestly. And I'm like, holy shit, we're good, you know? Um, yeah. But, but they kept going. They kept going. I did like the one thing I did really like was that the bad guys were very competent. Um, even like yeah. the henchmen, they were very confident, um, competent and confident when they were fighting. Um, and that that's actually really cool because usually like in John Wick, for example, you see these guys just like dying immediately. Um, even in the prison, like they got their licks in pretty well. So um, again, folks, it's one of those movies. If you've seen part one, you're probably going to see part two if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it is... It is a little long for me, um, so this is why it's hard to recommend it, but the action sequences are so good and so well done that yeah, it's hard to it, be like, yo, like, don't watch it, you know? Yeah, it, it's tough to say which of the two is better, too, because, like, I think while Extraction 1 had the better story, hmm. Extraction 2 has the better action sequences. Yes. So it's like, yes. well... Yeah, so it's like, oh, you improved in one area, but kind of faltered in another. But like, but the thing at the same time, they did try. Yes, right. Like Extraction they, they one, two. Make- if you think about it, the scale of that conflict, of that climax conflict, was was a lot smaller than what we yes. got in part two. In part two, we had freaking another country pretty much invading another one <laughs> illegally. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, while we had th- that bridge sequence, which was phenomenal in the first one. And you got that other Indian guy who was all the standout in part one, also going against what uh, what Hemsworth's character was doing. So essentially, you had these two heroes, you know, yeah. on the bridge. Yeah, dual protagonists. Yeah. 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 And... So, yeah, Extraction 2 was missing that, but at the same time, I do... Okay, so spoilers for Extraction 2's ending. Uh, You know, you got... So Idris Elba was introduced as, like... It, it, that's another, like, yeah, he, Netflix thing, He's like right? the Nick like, Amanda Waller character here, right? Yeah, yeah, they're like... <laughs> Netflix is like, you know, Netflix and Sam or and the Russo brothers, and they're like, uh, they're like, yo, who who's in the Netflix bubble that we can yeah, get for Yeah, exactly. This? And, oh, oh, okay, and, Idris, let's get him in here. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's one of those things. He works for somebody who's assigning him his next project or whatever, and it's like, well, all right, here we go. Let's see what Extraction Three is. But that's the thing. I if they can make an like a, a movie log action sequence, I think I'd be down for it. But like, I'm in either way. You know, let's let's see what they got, right? Uh, yeah, Why man, not? you know what? Like at this point, I want to see a romantic link between Rake and Nick. Finally, I want to see them hook up. <laughs> at this point in time, I'm like, go hook up, go kill some baddies. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, who cares? I, who cares at this point, Tex? <laughs> who cares? I don't um, know because like, they're working together. So at some point, that relationship is gonna be explored, right? I, I do. I do kind of like how they're. That, that's just it. It's like, very platonic, right? It's very yeah, yeah. You're my boss. You're, you know, we're gonna boss me around here and there. Yeah, 
It'd be cool, but she also cares about him very much, and we saw it in part one too. There was something there. So yeah, um, she she does really care. Like she lost. Oh man, yeah, we we lost Yaz, yeah, and like yeah. we we lost the character who was introduced here to die, and like yo, all right, but yo, he, but, but at least he was a useful character. Like I told you off air, yeah. at least he served his purpose. He wasn't just like fodder there. I mean, yeah, he was fodder, but he was useful fodder. Yeah, yeah, great point, great yeah. point. And so, and that's so folks, extraction and two. that's extraction yeah. too. Go check it out on Netflix. It's out now. And that being said, it next up is our main feature presentation for this week, and that is the one, the only DC's The Flash. We finally got it, Tex. It's finally I here. I mean, the grand finale for the DCEU before the actual last movies in the DCEU. Yeah, you know, are they going to release Aquaman still? I mean, they should definitely drop it. I, but, um, I don't, look, at this point, okay, so let's, before we even get into the review, let's, let's leave, let's talk about some of the stuff that's gone down since The Flash has come let's out. Let's do it. Right? This is even like, okay, so of course you got all the Ezra Miller stuff beforehand. You've got James Gunn and Peter Safran, like, getting their own new DCU, DC studios before all. That's before all this, right? So, you know, tons of delays. It, the Flash has gone through like nine or ten different directors before finally Andy Muschietti signed on to deliver something. Yeah. So, like, so, so first of all, before even getting into our opinions, I will give him credit for being able to release the movie. You know, like, whatever, what, like, can you, so can you imagine Arturo, right? Just the kind of nonsense he signed on for of like studio interference, studio this thing, Ezra Miller, all this stuff. I'm the ninth or tenth director signed on to this project. Oh, I, I have to do Michael Keaton stuff. Oh, whoa, I could, uh, I have to do Ben Affleck. I have to do all this. So the fact that he delivered a movie and like you know made a movie that came out to theaters i give him credit but what's happened since is also like damn so we've talked about this with black adam black adam you and i both liked it more than many of the other people did black adam bomb the flash the flash is underperforming it's basically like it's like yes it's not what you want <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, you know, box office numbers aren't like the, you know, the, the death nail in the coffin or whatever, but sometimes they are. Like, usually it's like they're a sign of interest, really. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, uh, of course the theater landscape has changed thanks to the pandemic, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But like the fact that it's underperforming so much, it's like, well, WB is looking at this and going, well, I'm glad. I'm sure they're glad now that they did the DC Studios. But thing, also, right? but also, Tex isn't that a little funny looking? It right? Is, it yeah, looks a little funny on paper, right? Even even like visually, not even on paper. Like it's just weird because one, this has been the movie that supposedly was so good that they have to fucking push this shit out no matter what, right? Yeah. After they, yeah, they freaking get, destroyed Batgirl and erased it, which existence. was deemed. Which was deemed unreleasable. Unreleasable like was, and unwatchable, yeah. right? That movie was considered, like, that's the other thing, right? Like, if that movie is considered unwatchable, what was this, right? And, you know, like it or not, as you or I may do, like, come on. Like, you yeah. look at this, you, you look at the fact that, you look at the fact that Aquaman's coming still. You look at it, the, and then poor Blue Beetle's stuck in the middle, and Blue Beetle's not gonna make that money. I'll say no, that Blue Beetle's out. not that's, gonna make the same money as Flash. It's gonna underperform Flash for sure. Yes. It's, that's a fact, dude. It's a fact. And, and, yeah. and what's messed up too is that James Gunn is in the middle of this too, right? So, yes. this is all. Uh, you know what though? I, I I am glad we can finally almost end these conversations about these yes, DCEU we're almost, movies. We're almost right? there yeah. because um, it's it's very frustrating because now you have this movie who supposedly, according to the studio, was this amazing thing that had to be put out there for audiences to witness. They, they had a script for Flash Two ready yes. already. Ha- yeah. Yes, and and they were okay with it. This was all after ba- uh, Batgirl was destroyed, right? Yes. Um, and, and and this was while during um, Ezra Miller was going through their issue 
shoes. And I know um, WB gave them the alternative or the options of, hey, either you clean your shit up, right, and, and we'll send you to rehab, or you can just walk right out over here. Regardless of what you do, we're releasing this movie. This is how much they believed in the movie, you know? Yes. Um, so they did all that. And now it's just weird how it's underperforming, right? Um, and Listen, I was able to see it on that early Monday night screening. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And those don't help, Arturo. Those That's don't the help. Other yeah. thing. There there were tons of so tons of like tons of test screenings, tons of like fan screenings, like the like the one you got to go to, mm-hmm. the the early ones. So many of those. So just so they can get reactions for like their, like their trailers, right? Where they get to have somebody going, Oh, this is my superhero movie of the year or yeah, whatever. It's the on best DC movie ever. Yeah. All yeah. That and those are people who aren't buying tickets for, you know, this is, you know, it, this is all the, the flash TV show, regardless of whether or not WB wants to think, Oh, TV and movies are different. The flash show went on for like 10 years. Yeah. Surprisingly so, ended, right? Just ended. Yes. Like it just ended before this movie came out and features like, and doesn't feature the TV show in any way. So it's like, you know, all these things combine into what the end result is. And it's like WB, like you, you had to know some version of this was coming in some way due to, unfortunately, due to all those outside factors before we even talk about the content of the movie itself. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you kind of have to address it. As a whole, as a whole, right? yeah, like, it, yeah, it's one and it's one and the same. It comes together with it's it's one whole package. Yeah, you you just you kind of have to just look at it as this unfortunate big thing before you, we even get to dissecting. Yeah. whether or not the movie was it's, good, um, it's like I yeah. don't know, man. It's just it's it's a real funny looking thing. It's just it's like that little conversation we had earlier with the blackening and uh, and Rotten Tomatoes, right? Um, like how it it's eighty six, but then it's like hey. Um, this is not really that good. And then like Flash is like a 60 something right now. I think a 67 yes. or something like that. I don't think it deserves a 67 to be honest with you. I actually enjoyed the Flash. Um, but like, it's just weird how just it's, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's being, you know, review bombed or anything like that, but it, it it's just weird how this all finally ended up playing out right because honestly the way everybody said they're like oh it's tracking even ahead of guardians of the galaxy 3 and blah 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 so you know it was you you and i were hyped for it yeah like we saw we you can hear us talking about this on the morgue about the trailers how you and i were like man this looks good you know i can't wait to see it and we we actually did a crypt episode about going through michael keaton's Mm -hmm. batman episodes uh batman movies please check that out uh you know it should be out before this but please check that out because we were so hyped for this yeah. you know we were like and then you know you sit there in the theater and you're like wow so this is what caused everything and ultimately it's like so okay let, let's get into this let's get right? into it like, man yeah so pay for it wait for it or stay away from it arturo i will say pay for it um okay because just the story alone, the story is really good. That's okay. my thing. It's a good story. You have some uh, predictability there with a, a couple of characters, but overall, it's a really good story. That's where I would pay for it. I wish it looked as good as the story was. Um, yeah. That's my main gripe with this movie, um, which is why I wouldn't argue somebody saying wait for it either, because I'm like, I get it. There's not much really to see there that you have to go out and watch it in large format. I yeah, I was so, able to so see it in freaking extremely large IMAX, and I'm, I wasn't really wowed with the visuals, which is unfortunate because you should be especially if you're watching it in that large of screen it looked good in terms of like how the action looked with supergirl and with michael keaton the flash of uh, uh, the flashpoint stuff was cool as well i liked how they had that bubble and how he would see the timelines and stuff yeah, like that that way, was really the neat. way he did yeah. the- the way it did speed force and yeah. like time travel was super neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was like, he was like walking in like a treadmill and it was kind of like turning back the clock on all these CG kind of timelines. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, cool yeah. with that being CG. Cause it's like, yo, how else are you going to fucking portray that? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was, so I was really cool with that. Um, so, um, spoilers, there is a scene at the end where it's very heavily CG. Um, and you, you get a, a, you know, a bunch of different Superman, right? Um, that, 
I was cool with that because I'm like, how else are you going to fucking do that without CG? But the stuff I wasn't really cool with, it was the Batfleck stuff. That was that was all CG. Batfleck was all CG. <sighs> yeah, um, what a there, shame. Yeah, yeah, what a damn shame. There were a couple of scenes there with Michael Keaton that didn't really good, like look too great. Some of the Flash running stuff looked a little wonky after like after after it being on screen for so long. You know what I mean? Like because he's just running for so long, you begin to just dissect the way it looks. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, yeah, and so. So that was kind of my issue from the jump. Yeah. It was like, I couldn't... So what sucks is, we've talked about this in the past, as like part of why we're hyped, why we were hyped for this, is when these WBDC movies do action, and when they do it well, it's usually good. Like, it, when DC action is different from the Marvel stuff because of the way the way characters move and stuff, you know what I mean? And here, I thought it looked good, but... It was it was the CG that threw me off immediately, and like so the Flash in the beginning, like I, I'm a wait for it, so this is where I'm at with mm-hmm. it. Um, the Flash resaving the babies, right? Like the the big baby <sighs> scene, and you get those ugly ass CG babies that Dude. look like grown grown men, you know? And Dude, like, what a- and he puts he puts a baby in a microwave, and like it's so it's like goofy and funny or whatever, but like. I don't know. I I was just not like I was not feeling it. Yeah, and I agree with that one as well. I wasn't feeling yeah, that it, scene at all. And it's tough because you know, like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm also like I'm also making the conscious decision to be like, okay, let me separate art from artist, right? So I'm like, I'm going to watch this. This is Barry. This is Barry Allen, not Ezra Miller. Uh, let me watch Barry Allen and watch this Barry Allen action scene. And so when you get that compounded with like the 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 weird CG and the babies and then he's like the microwave and stuff. I'm like, oh man. And yeah, I'm like, what you know what's we weird too? As like for the first big action sequence of his first movie, you know that I thought that was a letdown in my opinion. Um, yeah, like, it really didn't. It was also annoying that he had to go to Gotham for it. Like, why couldn't you? do something in star city where he's from right yes and so you know and it sucks too because like this is firmly Snyderverse. you know yeah one thousand percent we get justice league and it sucks that it sucks because the justice league action is so promising in this right it's yeah, like you get, yeah yeah you get batman you get batman doing stuff you get you get a wonder woman cameo and she saves it i'm like man if like that's heartbreaking, right? Where it's yeah, like, oh, especially if when Gal Gadot only. looked that great too as Wonder Woman. I'm like, damn, you haven't yes. looked this good since like it was like the first Wonder Woman movie. Yes, so, yeah. and like, oh, rest in peace to that promise, right? But then you know you get this new CG for the Flash, and you get this new suit, which took me some getting used to, you know, because it it definitely was a little crotch heavy. I'll admit that I'm it like, was Yo, it, it was very puffy, right? Yeah, it, it yeah. was very puffy. Um, it was uh, too form fitting. Um, in, yeah, in terms was, of how little, everything else looks in that universe, heavy. right? Yeah, it it was crotch heavy. Like you could have armored it up a little bit. Like I don't know why. Like that's the thing. I don't know why they had to change it so much. From like I guess Snyder stuff, right? You want to distance yourself from that. But at the same time, it's like some of the some of the decisions he made with the Flash were correct. Yeah. In that. Like the way the Flash moved in the Snyder movies looked great. It was slow everything else down and then do. But he's moving at normal speed. Uh, but here it's like. You know, everything's like this piss yellow because of the, the because the, of the flash, the right? Be- yeah, because yeah, the speed force. And you know, I, that's what I mean. I'm trying not to be harsh with it, but I I gotta be. Like, I'm like, yo, this is how I felt. I'm like, man, like this is this is disappointing because it sucks. Because when you get the good stuff being good, you know, when you get to the actual Flashpoint story, I was in. Like, yeah. just like you, Arturo. Like, I I really like the Flashpoint story. Yeah, it's getting there. It's a little rough. Um, like I said, yeah. that um, that first action sequence in Gotham, he really they spent a lot of time on that. Um, they did. It was a lot of time. A lot of time, yeah. and it doesn't look good. Um, and then when 
when Barry isn't in costume, his his character is a little wonky as well. So it's um I understand where you're coming from. Um it gives off this weird kind of like it's like hey the CG not looking good, Barry outside of costume being a little weird. Um Yeah, he was, his characterization's a little different now yeah, he's like Yeah, he he he's, wasn't as quirky um in the yeah. in um in Justice League as he is in this one. In Justice League yeah. he seemed like a combi- like a middle ground of old Barry and young Barry, right? Um right. uh but in this one he just felt like very fidgety, very nervous. Um, like I understand, um, like maybe they wanted to just portray him as being like this kind of OCD ish person because of like how fast everything is, his metabolism right. and all that stuff. So that's cool, but you got to explain that. Um, because we don't know that based yeah, off what we see, was, because we, we know him as Barry from the justice league. It's the same person. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot right, right away. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, it's like, it's, much. It, it's so I think that's I think that's where it, it just it got off on the wrong foot with me. Oh, I, and, yeah, I I and definitely it understand sucks that. And it sucks because the flash, like when you get to the flashpoint story, and it's good, man. Like I'll I'll say this, like I you know I didn't at first, like I, I told you uh, off air that I was not feeling young Barry. I'm like I mm-hmm. guess they they wrote him to be intentionally annoying. You know, none of his jokes landed. Jokes didn't really land in this movie for me. Outside of Gary, Gary was the hardest thing I laughed at, where he's like the Eric Stoltz tattoo, and he like picked up he his leg to make his, him... his leg up. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like yo, like it's, not, it's like, oh, are you sure that's the wrong way? He puts his leg up. It's not. Yeah, it's not the and wrong that way. got the hardest that laugh was, out of me. Yeah, yeah, same. I I wholeheartedly agree. I think that was the best part in terms of uh, comedy, but um, but it's also they were trying to also make him. Very Peter Parker esque, which shouldn't yeah. have been the case. It's like, hey, I no. understand, you know, Barry is also, you know, um, uh, quick witted and stuff like that when he, you know, but relax, okay? Relax. Yeah. Um, not every. Not every actor can do that while still trying to do this other thing, you know, because yes. it's either you're Barry or you're the Flash. Like, yeah, and, um, and it's, dude, and it sucks because yeah. when, yeah. W- like, the thing, I, I do also have to get Ezra Miller their credit. It's when, when they, when they are relied on to do those big emotional scenes, they nail it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm they're like, good Yo, on that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. the tear, like the, the, you know, the, final scene with his mother oh yeah that was good stuff like i'm like yo that that's all fantastic that works like also um early on this is why also it's a little weird like we see barry like in the beginning like being all fidgety right but then like when shit kind of goes down like we see this other version of him like the version we kind of know from justice league um that he feels more like in tune with his heroic side more with his mature like okay we have to make a plan i messed up big time like i really enjoyed the story because he off the bat he's like oh fuck like he knew he knew off the bat that he messed up, man. Like, like it's it's like, yeah, maybe putting this can of tomatoes here was great, but then the minute he realized that, oh wait a minute, I'm in the wrong timeline. I'm not supposed to even be seeing this other Barry over here. Things are a little weird. There's no Superman here. The minute he realized there was no Superman, he was like, I fucked up, because yeah. he realized how important. You see, this is why. This brings back to Henry Cavill and how awesome he is. Like, he realized how important Superman was to the whole. Man, to the whole RP, to the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I saw a post on IG miss, earlier before we got yeah, on the we show. Miss, we said like, um, yeah, Henry Cavill. That said, yeah. um, uh, uh, finally knowing that Henry Cavill is not going to play uh, Superman ever again, and then teardrop, I showed this perfectly chiseled face of Henry Cavill, and I'm like, oh my god, oh, you're such a perfect RP. Superman, dude. Yo, um, but you know, whoever they get next, let's hope yeah, they, yeah. they're the same, right? Yes, and seriously. So. So speaking of Supermans, mm-hmm. uh, Supergirl, Sasha Kaye, like, she's the only thing, my only issue with her is that she's not in it enough. Like, she's Yeah, only she's really in, good. She, she's one of the best parts of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. It, if it had a lot more of her, it would have countered a lot of that, a lot of that awkward Barry, it's, Barry, yeah, Barry stuff they were going through. What sucks is that she's the Flashpoint Superman. So, like, in, in the Flashpoint comic, you know, they rescue, uh, us, they rescue Superman, but he's also like this amazing, like this, um, uh, emaciated yeah, emaciated, version of yeah. himself yeah like this very skinny the one who's also been held by the russians and like you know also you know is like man screw mm-hmm. the humans i'm tired of all the, you know and 
So he goes through that arc in the thing, but like, so that they replace it with Supergirl. Great decision. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I hope she gets to be the new one, you know, cause that's the thing. It's what sucks about this is that this movie also firmly is like, no, that's a, that's a doomed timeline with, you know, where Michael Keaton was, it was Bruce Wayne, where, um, you know, General Zod was the same. Some of the people are the same, but Bruce Wayne was different. And you yeah, know, which, which also super- like it brings up little questions as to like, how is that possible if this is, yeah, how does that work? Right. Yeah. And so that's the other thing too. A big, sp- <laughs> so yeah, we gotta so spoil I- it. Yeah. Yeah, some big spoilers for the ending. They also kind of throw a wrench into that, too, with, like, a reset when Barry goes back to a new time where he goes – it's essentially a new timeline where he goes back, you know, uh, his his father, you know, is successful in the court trial and stuff like that. And, you know, Bruce Wayne is now George Clooney, which is just a hilarious kind of, like, screw you to the audience because, yeah. you know – but then, like, WB but then had no that, plans to use that forward anyway. You right? see that, like, that's a problem, though, because if you do that, you're gonna have to show me some other differences in that universe. Because how is the trial exactly the same in that universe? You know what I mean? Like, yes. the trial is exactly the same. Like, exactly that the makes same, no sense. but the evidence is different, which makes no sense, right? It like, makes no sense. Yeah, it makes yes. no sense. And also, like, what didn't make any sense to a little bit was the camera thing, right? Like, how did that work out? Because he put the tomato soup back, and then he looked up at the camera, and then he realized what that's what i'm saying the the evidence was different which yeah, is super weird right? like that's yeah it's but then the iris are, was the same iris as the original universe you know the dad right. was obviously the same one i don't know that, that became that a little been, weird at the end there that would have been wb's plan moving forward i guess if you know before the james gunn stuff was to use george clooney as like the the new batman which i don't know honestly like after they, you know, just for the balls of the idea, Fuck I would have, right. I would have been down. Yeah, like, I, you know, you know, because that's the thing. It's if Michael Keaton got to do like a, a little, like he got to have his one last go around. Yeah, why, why not George Clooney? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, honestly, like, um, um, I love George Clooney as the actor, not as the Batman. But I think he was uh, like his little. He did his George Clooney thing here, you know. He, yeah, he did he his just, George Clooney. He, like he yeah. didn't even do his Bruce Wayne here. He did his George Clooney, which he which worked like, even better. He was like, I don't know, I don't know why I'm in this movie. Yeah, and, and, and speaking of Bruce Wayne here, like freaking, I think we got the best Bruce Wayne performances um, we've seen in a long time. Uh, ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne and Michael Keaton as yeah. Bruce Wayne, both of yeah. them like wow, like Ben Affleck legit like understood Man, it. like when that's he another said he, rip dude but when he, when he said though that he understood the character it wasn't the batman it was bruce wayne he understood because yeah it, it wasn't him as batman it was some cg thing i don't know how much actions he actually did but it, it all looked cg to me which is unfortunate but he was awesome and those very short moments that he had as bruce wayne with barry i thought he was awesome in those moments and we needed a lot more of that and we did actually but with michael keaton bruce wayne you know which i think also was his standout when he was outside the cowl even when he was like the derelict bruce wayne with the long hair and the beard you know yeah because when he was actually batman it was kind of it was kind of let down in a bunch of ways because once again the cg stuff yeah it's like yo like i get that he's older and he can't do stuff like like he used to anymore but it's like we needed we needed more shots of him in like the cowl like, yeah we need more of that that batman you know because if you're gonna go as far as like promoting your movie with this stuff and if you're gonna go as far as like giving him these standout moments in the movie with that like we need those Batman moments, but he did the Bruce Wayne thing and he was good as Bruce Wayne, you know, and yeah. he served, he served the purpose as the flashpoint Batman, which is, you know, which in the comics I think is like Bruce's father who survives yeah. instead of like, yeah, Bruce's yeah, father Bruce. survives and becomes Batman and the mother becomes the Joker, which yeah, was like, yeah. would have been pretty, some cool story writing if they were able to pull that one off, but that's way like, over their head, you know, so, okay, so <laughs> before, so as we wrap this up, yeah. uh, so one of the big the big CG thing that ev- that you mentioned and that everyone seems to like it it's not a debate as more of like people are like yo that's a bad CG which which I agree cuz it's like you I think it's cuz we see too much of it like uh so 
you know, when Bar- when the speed force is crumbling and Barry's like fighting Barry because evil Barry turns out to be like, oh, the the young Barry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it's a black looks flash, at right? All- What's the name of the black flash? Yeah, some something like that, something like reverse. Like that. I don't yeah, think it was reverse, reverse flash, right? I don't even think so. Like, because reverse is like the yellow one and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And- so at the end, you get a you get a glimpse of all the other multiverses going on, but not all of them either. Only a couple of them. Which, Only the ones which they is, found conveniently, to, you know, conveniently um, uh, enough to put into the movie. Um, which is which like, if you're gonna just, do that, you might as well throw everything in there, you know, while you're yeah, at it. Yeah, like do yeah, you because know, they did the Adam West Batman. They did. Uh, they did a random flash that I didn't recognize. They yeah, did like a, I don't know who that was either. <laughs> they did like the the 1930s Superman guy. They did Christopher Reeve in CG and and his Supergirl. I yeah. forget her name. It was just, of course, they have to do CG for them because you know they're uh, dead. But yeah, well, not not the Supergirl, but like but she's uh, old. you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's like they do have to do CG. Yeah. My only thing was, you got such a close look at it. You know what I mean? You got such a close yeah, look at like, him. The quick one and done would have been better. You know, like the yeah. quick, like him turning around. Oh, yeah. Honestly, the theater loved it. Like the movie theater loved it. Um, you know, th- my theater was silent until George Clooney showed up. Really? And that's when people popped no, off. No, dude, like, George Clooney, yeah. maybe because George it was Clooney a fan event and you really had like the fans in there, you know, okay. um, the elite, the Flash fans and stuff like that. But the theater loved it. Like every, like every moment you think would have gotten an applause did. The Supergirl reveal and like when, the, when Batman says we just have to live and then the Supergirl comes and everyone went wild on that. Everyone went wild when, when Keaton said, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Right. Um, everyone yeah. went wild when the Batwing was showing through. Um, like the like the crowd enjoyed it thoroughly from what I gathered and the ambiance that I heard around me. Um, oh, yeah. What did they think of the Nick Cage one? Um, everyone loved it. Like there. I, I, so I. I did not like that. I hated that we saw so much of I, it. Yeah, because- like, I agree with you. I don't know why you put that one in there because it never even existed in like ever. Like even like like never. Like I don't – I have a big problem with that one. Like you chose to do that but not even show like Brandon Routh or even like a Tom Welling yeah, right from Smallville, which yes. is a property you've had forever. It would have been or, a nice comeuppance for him, you know, to you, you know, know to get a little like like live action show, not even, you know. <laughs> yes, or show like the, the Superman that you have in Superman and Lois. Like, oh, you have a Superman yeah, he's show great going too. on right um, now. Um, what's his name? Tyler Hockle or whatever his name is, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, yo, um, and so, he's actually alive. Yes, so, you couldn't so just, showing like, Nick Cage here. is a big problem because one, I know Tex uh, took his mom to the movies, and his yeah, mom was like, mom was like why was Nick? Yeah, my mom was like, why is Nicholas Cage? Which is here? like, I'm again, like, that's super, super fan service, and I get fan service, but you've done enough in this movie already. Where at this point, you need people to relate to that stuff and not just like See, of course the ones in the theaters loved it because we all know about the tim burton superman movie that never was you know yes yeah. and i would have i would have been fine with that if a it wasn't as extended of a scene yeah it was, it was just him turning around and that's it right him yeah, turning around if that's it, it if it was just one of the many that we saw yeah. right like if we got oh, all of them if yeah. we got you know and this is this is after we saw Spider-Verse. So, like, of course, my expectations for multiverse stuff have gone out the, you know, because there's no cartoon Superman. No, like, yeah, you're there's right. There's no, like, cartoon Batmans. We only get the Adam West Batman and Michael Keaton. And we George don't even Clooney. get there's Christian no- Bale. Like, yeah, we get, there's like, no- it's weird we don't get, like, George Clooney in, like, suit form either, you know? Yeah, and there's no Val Kilmer shot of nothing, like, to honor him. Val Kilmer. Yeah, and it's like, yo, honor him. It's yeah. like, yo, you like you couldn't use it. Yeah, any you other couldn't way, even do so that. It's like, like, it's like, hey, you know, you should have. Let's go. That's, like, that's, that's what but I'm you saying. put Nick it's Cage like, in here. You know, like yeah. again, again, like I would really like to see who made all these, you know, actual decisions. Um, I know that uh, Muschietti was, uh, you know, playing ball because his 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 goal is to direct the next Batman yeah. movie, right? So his, yeah, it, it was, it's definitely like a one for them, one for me. It felt like, yes. like his, his yeah. goal, like the reason, like, you know, he's signed on for Batman, Bane in the bold now confirmed. And it was definitely like, it definitely feels like a reward that Warner brothers gave to him for actually, like I said in the beginning for actually making the movie. It's like, yeah, hey, I'm glad you put your name on this and you can take the, you know, the fall for this garbage. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, cause he has to be out there defending the CG yeah. and be like, this is, just how it you know it looks in the whatever and then i'm like no because 
the CG looks like no. looks rough, man. And you know what's like, funny about that? There's one scene where right, where after Barry loses his power in the other universe, where he's like pretending because he thinks he still has his power, and he's about to run, right? And yo, then he does this wild f- run, which I can just imagine. And like that's how he's actually doing it. And behind the scenes, before they add all the CG stuff to it, <laughs> yes, and it's great because we actually get to see it, and it's the funniest. Like yeah. there we go. That's another funny moment that yeah. actually got me laughing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah like, that's great. great. <laughs> yeah and it's so like that's the thing it's unfortunately it's you know regardless you know un- th- that's the other thing right Archer? regardless of whether or not it was good regardless matter, of whether or not right? we liked it it, it doesn't matter and, 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 you know yeah and, it, and that's the thing it doesn't matter yeah right? and even like, more so they they bother with a post-credit scene that even doesn't matter it matters even less now yeah. than anything else, right? Where you have like a like a drunk Aquaman at the end doing nothing but being drunk, and it's like, okay, what's the payoff here? You know, there's no there's no payoff here. And that being said, why are we still getting Aquaman two in December? Is that still a thing? Pull the plug, put it on freaking yeah. Max for God's sakes, folks. Yeah, just put it on Max at this point. Like, and that's the thing. I that's how I'll cap off my thing. You can watch Flash on Max. You know. I, I think I'll say that. Watch it when yeah, you Yeah, watch it on can, Max because so you can see yeah. how it all how it all came about. Yes, you know? as I mentioned, I say pay for it because uh, watching the Flashpoint paradox a paradox story um, unfold was really awesome. Um, but again, you don't like. I was disappointed um, seeing it in a huge screen. I was very very excited to see all these cool visuals and the Flash doing his thing, and I was yeah. very disappointed when it came to the CG. So watching it on a small screen is probably honestly the best way to do this. Um, but it it is. Um, after all the CG nonsense, like it's a watchable movie. Like it's very watchable in terms of um, the other DC stuff we have been getting. So no wonder they thought it was a victory because based on their you know previous releases, this this is actually better. I mean, I more fun. Suicide Squad I was fun, fun too, this. actually. So <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing, and you know, and I still want to see Blue Beetle, and thankfully James Gunn did. He's doing the smart thing and saying, well, he he's being a jerk, like uh, a jerk you know what? Yeah, he's being a jerk about it. And it's like, oh, well, this isn't a DC Studios movie, but he's a DC Studios character. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, stop, stop being that? cryptic, yeah. dude. Just like, yeah, is just, this part of your lineup, yes or no? Are we going to see him in your movies? Yes yeah, or no? Because like, if he's not, on, then just, we're in the same boat we are with Flash, right? And even even worse boat, an even smaller, more beat up boat, you know, because it's, it's a brand new character. And a Latino a, character like a, on, on top of that, yeah, you know, so we're going to get yeah. beat up. Like he's just a poor beat Listen, up Listen, not boat, everybody you know? can have a Spider-Verse or a Miles Morales success under their wing, you it, know, DC has the, yeah. the you know, DC has a long way to go to get there, man. It, it definitely, now in the grand scheme, hey, maybe you should have just dropped it at HBO Max, you know what I mean? Like when they originally planned, after all this, man. And, and on top of that, we would have seen it sooner and they probably would have gotten start on um they probably would have started working on the new stuff you know on the superman legacy and all that stuff um but yeah that being said folks um after this conversation um i think we're we're both in agreement that flash is a wait for it even um i said pay for it but after talking it up a little bit um i have no problems with you guys gonna go pay money for it because i know there's fans out there but honestly watch it at home it's a little long too um so watching it at home uh, will give you the proper bathroom breaks because there are portions of this movie that are slow enough where you can pause everything and go hit the bathroom and get a refill of drinks and all that stuff um mm-hmm. and yeah that's a wrap folks for this fe- week's feature presentation that's a wrap for episode 157 of the morgue an official course feed podcast i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face and with me always is mr nick valdez we have 156 of these for you guys in the archives go check that out a big shout out goes to del virus for the artwork and of course a big shout out goes to you guys for listening we really really appreciate it thank you so much please like subscribe comment share um this podcast and anything in our social feeds with whoever and whomever you want at any time um spread the word of the morgan and corpse feed um go to our socials on instagram on twitter go check us out on youtube live unfortunately you won't be seeing this episode live on youtube this week but uh you will be catching us again in a couple of weeks when we get back we're getting we're taking a little break um just 
just because we need it. We're watching so much content for you guys that our <laughs> brains need to, you know, get reshaped again. Um, but again, we have 156 episodes of this stuff for you guys to catch. And we have a crypt episode also dropping uh, um, in the next coming weeks for you guys with uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. We, we talk Batman 89 and Batman Returns. Go check that one out. Um, it'll pop up in the feed probably in the next couple of days. Um, no, it'll, it'll be before this. It, it, you, it yeah. should be there already folks so go check that one out um again go check out the archives go check us out on youtube live go like hit that like button subscribe please um hit the notifications share us out there and remember folks it's a scary world out there but we're here to walk you through it